It has been a wonderful weekend. It's not over with. As soon as, um, as soon as we finish here, Becky and I leave for Roanoke for three days for the annual homecoming. And um, looking forward to that. So um, be praying for be praying for us, be praying for SBCV leaders as as we get to celebrate what the Lord has done in our state over this past year. All right, so Sean, put put my picture up there. Scott took this for me this morning. I just want to I just want to say a few words about Lantern Fest. Okay? Now, let me let me tell you, let me tell you who, who let me tell you what we are. We're we're a one we're a one can church per week. We're a one can church per week. Every once in a while we might we might put something in the second can and have to drag it, but um, that got stuffed. That got stuffed numerous times to make room for that. And oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, some 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 of us had to keep up with that to to allow what was going on here to go on here. There were a whole lot of behind the scenes, and I want to say, as Sean said, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that played any part whatsoever in that. Okay. And, and, and you might not think that's a, Scott and I were, you know, Scott didn't know, he, he, he wondered if, do I need to take this, you know, but then he, I think then he caught the vision, and he took the picture, and, you know, but, but folks, let me tell you something. Okay, so a couple of things. Mission Community Church is on a different map now. We're on a different map. There are people that, there are people that know about this church that may not have ever learned about it in any other way. I, I, I found out there have been people, there were people that have been, come through here that have been praying for our church, and, and, and I got to put a name to a face. But, but here's something I learned about, here's something I learned about Lantern Fest. Lantern Fest sent their own pastor from Statesville, North Carolina, actually Olin, North Carolina. He's an outreach pastor from uh, refuge Church there in Olin, North Carolina, um, Josh Stone. So, so they send their own pastor. They send a prayer team. They send a prayer team, and 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 so all of these different things. What what I what I um, say is that Lantern Fest is a package deal. You get this package now. Now, why is the package important? Well, what I, what I've come to realize in a very short order is that is that you know. Churches, churches say, you, you can use our facility. And that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes is you can use our building. And oh, by the way, when you're done, put it back the way it was. That's kind of, I think that's the, what they have dealt with over the years. And, and so here is, here's what they got for the last two days. For the last two days, they got a group of people a group of people that were behind the scenes in so many different ways that were that were serving whether it was whether it was you know keeping the bathroom stocked with toilet paper and paper towels and all that kind of stuff and making sure everything was working to fixing a dinner for for a ton of people or or all of the many things that went into that and you know what as we were as we were finishing up last night believe me folks I, I, I made the threat to John. 
I said, John, I will vacuum around these people if I have to. Okay, because they did not want to leave. They did not want to leave. They were sitting around. They were all over this place. This place didn't look. By the way, did you know that we had three stages in this place? Three stages. Who would have ever thought that a place like this could have three stages? And, and it, it was just, it, it was amazing. And, but, but the thing was, they didn't, they didn't want to leave. And they, they, had, they finally had to be told, you must go. Because we must clean. Because we had to put the building back together. And, and, so, and so, in a sense, you, you know, and then they just moved, part of them just moved it out to the parking lot. I left with people still standing in the parking lot talking. But, but anyhow, um, but as we were putting it back together, as we were putting everything up here back together, the comment was made, wow, it's going so much smoother this year because the church actually provided us with people to help us put it back together. Folks, that, 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 that should never be the testimony that, that, you know what, this is the first time we've experienced this. And you know what, if that's going to be the testimony, then praise God, then praise God they were, they were sharing it in this place. So I, I just want to tell you, it was, it was different. It was different, but it was, you, you know what, I consider what happened for the last two days, I consider that um, the mission field that Dens finds themselves in, the mission field that those that those four minister in, minister in, and you heard Sean say, for the long term, for the long term. And so I just I just wanted to I just wanted to you know give y'all my perspective, my perspective on all of it, and and just to say that to say that praise God and yes they were some of the most loving. They were some of the most appreciative. They, they were, you, you know what? And, and, and I, I listened to, I, I, now back in the corner was easier to listen to than some of the other, but, but the thing was, um, but you know, as I, as I listened, as I listened to their music <clears throat> and I listened to their struggle and you know, Josh Stone said something that just resonated, just resonated big. And, and it was when he stood up and he told them, he said, he said, I don't know where y'all are at. I don't know what you're dealing with. He said, but I just want to, I just want to tell you that you are worth, you are worth something in the kingdom. You are worth something. God loves you. Well, he didn't say God loves you. He just says you are loved. And, and, but the, but the thing, you know, it was just, it was just, he said, like I say, I don't know where you're coming from. He said, but we just want you to know that. We just want you to know that you are a value. You are a value. You, you, you know, and, and I say that in light of, and, and I don't know the details, but a young man that, that grew up in the same youth ministry that Sean was in um, lost his life within the last week. And, and you know what? The, the details are sketchy. So I have, my, I have my thoughts as to what may have occurred. And you know something? There's a hurting, there's a hurting, there are hurting people everywhere. There are people that need to hear that you are loved and you have worth. And, and, and I, I, just, I just want you to know how powerful, how powerful those words can be. So, again, um, wow, wow. How do you, how, how do you, how do you pick up from, from that? But you know what? Praise God. Uh, we have his word. 
turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in the 13th verse. In case you have not figured it out, um, we're, we're in another series, and I'm going to carry us all the way through the end of 2 Peter. It says in 1 Peter 1, verse 13, you know, we've been, Peter, Peter set the stage, Peter set the stage for who he was talking to, talking to the, whatever your translation, the pilgrims, the sojourners, the elect exiles, talking to the, talking to the church, talking to those of the dispersion, talking to us, talking to, and, and um, God's Word is timeless, and so the stage has been set for what salvation is, and, and the stage has been set that, you know what, in this life we will suffer trials, and we will suffer um, tribulations. One other thing, I, one other thing I want to say before I move on was, um, you know, you all have you, we we have been um, in in so many ways. We've been following Carter. We've been following Carter in so many in so many ways. And and here's what here's what I, I um, had a conversation with um, Jerry, and I was with um, I was with Maggie and Bonnie the other day when he had a test done and all this kind of stuff. And so let's just talk about those things for just a moment. Okay, because, because you, you know, that little boy, we know that little boy to be a miracle, okay, in so, many, in so many different ways. God has touched him in so many different ways. So let me just tell you the results of the CAT scan. The results of the CAT scan were negative. The results of the CAT scan were the lung tissue looks wonderful. Okay, so, so when you're looking, so when you're looking, when you're looking for something wrong, when you're looking for something wrong, because he's breathing a little fast sometimes. He's breathing a little faster than most. But you know what? Maintaining sats and all those kind of things. And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. He's doing, he's doing wonderfully. Yeah, he's growing up. I mean, and he, he's not going to fit in that thing much longer. Jerry carrying him around that thing. He, he, and that's what was coming. They did an echocardiogram on Wednesday, and he no longer has pulmonary hypertension. He, that, that, that. Let me, let me tell you something. One of the hardest days in the hospital was that Sunday after he had been transferred to MCV, and we had to listen to that doctor tell us all of the things associated with pulmonary hypertension, okay? And I remember that. I remember, and I know you remember every word he said. That was the most, that was the most frank and the most direct conversation we could ever have about it, and he has been diagnosed clear of all of it. So, so that medicine that he left the hospital with, that medicine he left the hospital with, as soon as that wear, it runs out, it's over. It's over. You know what? He gets to be a little boy and grow up. He gets to be a little boy and grow up. And, and you know what? I, you know what? I just praise the Lord. I just praise the Lord for what, what we've gotten to see just in little Carter's life. Just in little Carter's life. And so, praise God. Praise God. Um, 1 Peter 1.13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct 
received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. May God bless the reading of his word. May God, may, may God bless this time that we have to, to, to talk about his word and to, to grow in our understanding of his word. Gird up the loins of your mind. The ESV says, preparing your minds for action. Preparing your minds for action. In, in other words, when, when, they, when, when they were going into battle, when they were going to run, have to run for whatever reason, you know, they wore these long, they wore these long garments. I was going to wear one this morning, thought I wouldn't. But they, but they wear these long garments. They got a belt, they got a belt, and they take the thing, they take the thing, and they tuck everything in. They tuck everything in. They gird it all up, and they get ready for battle. They get ready to run, okay? And, and you know what? He is saying that about our minds. Minds. He is saying that about our minds. And, and, and you know what? Where is the enemy going to attack first? The enemy is going to attack our minds first and foremost. You, you know, the Bible says in Corinthians to take every thought captive. To take every thought captive. So, so as we think about what it means to, to, to get our minds ready for action, to put our minds in the right place, to, to, know, to know and to understand who we are in Christ. If you're here today and you're a born-again believer, and you, are, and you claim that and you profess that, because there are, some, there are some that say, I'm a believer. There are some that just really don't get it. There are some that don't get it. But, but if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you know what? You're a different person. You're a new creation in Christ. Every part of you has been flipped inside out, turned upside down, worked all around. You are different in Christ. Act like it. Act like it. it says be sober. And you know what I you know what I come up with this? You know what I come up with? I come up with be a clear thinker. Be a clear thinker. Now, let me just say this. Let me just say this. I don't care what gets legalized. I don't care. I don't care what they say. There are certain things that we must stay away from. There are certain things that we must stay away from if we hope to be a clear thinker. If we hope to be sober-minded, we've, we've got to realize that there are things out there that can cloud our judgment. There are things out there that can hurt us. And we've got to stay away from, you've got to stay away when, when it says to be, and, and that's all the time. That's not just part of the time, that's all the time. We've got to be clear thinkers, able, able to make to make good decisions as we journey, as we journey through this life, as we journey on in this and rest your hope. Think about that word for a moment. Rest your hope. Not resting, and, and we can, but not resting in your hope, but rest your hope. 
rest at all. And what's that hope about? It's a living hope. It's a, it's a living hope because it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. It was based upon his death, burial, resurrection. He is alive today. And one day, we will live with him in eternity. So as we, as we rest everything upon that grace, that unmerited favor, that which we don't deserve, that God loves us so much so that he sent his son to die for us, that that, that grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ when he returns. We are living, we are living our lives up until the point of his return. Okay, now we realize that he may not return before we leave this earth. Okay? And that's okay. Because he's got this. Praise his name, he's got this. And and here's how we are to look at it. As obedient children, as obedient children, whether whether you are a child, now most of them, most of them are downstairs right this moment, but there are some that are up here. Whether you are a child, whether you are a parent, whether you are a grandparent, wherever you happen to be in the scheme of things, in the scheme of things, you understand what it means to be obedient, what it means to behave, in a sense. Not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. Let's go to Romans 1 for just a moment, just just as a reminder. Not that we need to be reminded, but you know what? We need to be reminded. Let's go to Romans 1. Let's let's think about what that used to look like. Verse 28 of Romans 1 says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Now, here's the thing. Talking to believers... I'm talking to a room full of believers and possibly unbelievers. Okay? And, and, and here's the thing. Do any of that description meet or, or hit, hit you right square between the eyes? This is, a, this is a lifelong journey. The journey of sanctification, the journey, the journey is not, it, it, it's one that, it's one that, you, you know what? We've got to turn away from it. And, and folks, I, you know, ignorance is not only in the sense. And, and what he was saying there was, you know what? We were ignorant when we were doing those former things. But I think, I think ignorance exists in us as believers because of whatever it is that gets in the way of our thinking. That, that we've got to, that, that we've got to, got to understand that, you, you, you know what? He is God, I am not. And each one of us could say that statement. He is God, I am not. He is sovereign, I am not. He is creator, I am not. 
And, and, and so it's just, you know what? We have, a, we have a constant battle. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Now, here, now here's, what, here's what that's saying. That's not only saying, you, you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's downstairs. Brooklyn came in the other night at home group. And Brooklyn thought it important to tell me that she came home with a green light this week. She came home with a green light. You know what that means? That means Brooklyn was a good girl in school. She was a good listener. She wasn't chatty. And she didn't do all those things that could get her a yellow light which things heighten a little bit in, in the McCabe home when the yellow light comes home. And, oh, my, don't even want to be close when the red light comes home. And so Brooklyn and I, we, we had a little conversation there about, we had a little conversation there about, about that red light thing. You don't want, no, no, you don't even want that yellow light. That's getting too close. You just stay over there in that green light. You just stay there. I said, isn't life better when the green light comes home? You know, it used to be cups. It used to be the red, yellow, and, and green cup. And, 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 and you'd, go to, you'd go to lunch. You'd go to lunch with your son. you go have lunch with your son. And, and all of a sudden, you'd notice there's a red cup. Which meant nobody could talk. Well, I just came to lunch with my son, and I don't get to talk to him. But again, but again. I, 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 you, you know, when we, think about, when we think about conduct, see, see we've got to think about Who's the one grading? Who's the one looking? Who's the one that sees? We can hide it from one another. We can hide everything from one another. Okay? But we can't hide it from God. We cannot hide it from God. And, and you know what? He says, he says, but as he who called you is holy, is set apart, is consecrated, is sanctified... You know what? And I think about that. I think about that. How, how, can I be, how can I be holy like he is holy? How, how, can, how can I be? How, and, and, and you know what? Um, I'm not talking about holier than thou. I'm talking, I'm talking true holiness and, 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 and true, true being set apart, true being consecrated to the Lord, true, uh, a true understanding because, because you know what? Man, that gets heavy. It gets heavy to, to figure out what does it mean to be holy as he is holy. And, and because it is written, be holy for I am holy. You know, we go to Leviticus and, and there's a number of places in Leviticus where, where it talks about that holiness, where it talks about and he just says it over and over and over again. You know, when he says it over and over and over again, you get the impression it must be important. It must be important if he continues to say it over and over and over again. And if you call on the Father, God the Father, if you call on the Father, who without partiality, how many places in the Word? I could take you to a half dozen, dozen, maybe even a dozen and a half places that says that God is not partial. He's not partial to anyone. He's not partial to anyone. And, and he is a righteous judge. He is a perfect judge who without partiality judges each according or according to each one's works. 
And, and you know, they, they say, well, well, is that the judgment that we will experience in the end? Is that the judgment that we will experience there in heaven as believers or that white throne judgment that will come? But, but you know what? It's also talking about, it's also talking about, you know, we're being, we're, we're being judged. We're, we, we will give an answer for everything we do leading up to that day. So everything we do every single day matters. And, and, and that conduct, you remember what I said? That conduct is not only in, in what we do, but it's in what we say. Hear me closely. When it says all conduct, it's in what we do and what we say. Okay? And, and there are places we could go to Ephesians, we could go to Colossians, and we could talk about the, the, the speech that we have with one another. You know, Ephesians tells us to be loving, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as Christ forgave us. And then, and then Colossians, Colossians says that, that, you know what, our speech ought to be seasoned with, seasoned with, with grace. You know, it, it can have a measure of salt, yes, but, but it, it ought to be measured with grace. There, there, there ought, you know, this ties over to 1 Peter 3. Go there for just a second. 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason, who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Folks, now, I, 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 let me say this. I got told by a preacher at my ordination, and he was actually the preacher that preached at my ordination, Bobby Skeens. Bobby Skeens, Bobby Skeens, a mentor and a friend, a friend of mine from the Coast Guard, believe it or not. And Bobby Skeens told me, he said, Pete, as you pastor, don't you ever use that pulpit as a whipping post. Don't you ever use the pulpit as a whipping post. And, but, but, but folks, Here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing that concerns me, and, I, and, and I'll share this. It says, but sanctify the Lord, the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I believe, and I believe that, I believe that I'm backed in this belief, that that is ready to give a defense for the gospel. Ready to give a defense for the gospel. To whoever ask, to whoever ask that you would talk about that living hope that is within you. That you, would, that you would truly believe that it is the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what I believe? You know what I believe in my heart of hearts? That many of us, that many of us are giving a defense for what our church is doing. Do you hear me? Giving a defense, or maybe not even giving a defense, maybe simply, maybe simply saying, "I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they did trunk or treat. I don't know why they did lantern fest. I don't know why they did these kind of things." And, we, and we're talking amongst one another. We're talking among one another. And, and, and you know what? That is not what First Peter three is saying. First Peter three is not saying that we that we in a sense, cast judgment and then, and then, feel, like, and then feel like we've got we've to give a defense 
to others about things. I, I find myself having to do that on a very regular basis, on a very regular basis over many different things. And, and, and you know what? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you say it, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to hear it. Do you understand that? If you say it, and it doesn't matter who you say it to, if you say it, there's a real good chance I'm going to hear about it. It's going to get back to me somehow. And, and, and then, and then I've got to figure out, what do I do with that? What do I do? What, what, how, how do I answer that? How do, how do I deal with that? And, and, and so, but, but here's the thing I want us to understand. Trust your leaders. Trust your leaders as, as they seek to follow the Lord as they seek to follow the Lord to places where the Lord leads and, and, then, and then say, okay, how can I plug into this? How can I plug into this? How can I plug in? How can I plug into that thing or that thing or that thing? There, because there are a whole lot of things coming in the, in the next couple of months. Man, this is a crazy time. Christmas is always crazy around here. We, we even cut some things out, but it's still going to be crazy. It's still going to be a lot to do. I mean, we got a big, big community dinner coming. Um, at the end of the month, we've got, um, we've got Christmas on the Green coming, which is a big deal. We've got, um, we've, we've got a Christmas dinner that we're going to do on the Monday night before Christmas. We've got a Christmas Eve service that we're going to do. We're going to do a lot of different things, and we're going to be... And we're going to be, and we got, and we got shoeboxes that we're filling, and we got, you, you know what? I, I can't remember everything we're doing, praise God. And, but the thing is, folks, be a part of it. Be a part of it, and be a part, be a part of how to, of how to give a defense for the gospel for the, people, for the people asking about that hope that is within you. And so it says, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay, time of your stay in fear. Go to 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 19.7. If you don't want to go there, I'll go there, and I'll read it to you. 2 Chronicles 19.7 says, Now therefore let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take care and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, no partiality, nor taking of bribes. Okay, now, you don't want to take things out of context, and this was, this was a message during the reforms of Jehoshaphat, but again, again, to, to have a fear of the Lord, and, and a fear of the Lord is not, is not shaking in your boots. Okay, that's not, that's not what, it, it, it's, being, it's being respectful, it's being reverent, it's being in awe of who the Lord is. It's, it's understanding that, again, He is God, we are not, and you know what? We, we simply have to, ha- have to obediently follow the Lord. And we follow the Lord in, 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 in however he leads us, by, by the Holy Spirit, by his word, by godly leaders. Knowing that you were not redeemed with the corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Here, here's, here's the thing. I just got to say this. I mean, it's something that, and, and you know what? Um, verifying, verifying things sometimes are hard, but, but you, you know what? Thankfully, this came from good sources. Um, so we just had an election. We just had an election that our state just flipped. 
Our state just flipped from a Republican, from a Republican-led part of the legislature to now all Democratic-led. But my understanding is a whole lot of outside money came into the state of Virginia to change that to the tune of about $9 million. Now, here's, what I, here's the reason I tell you that. It says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. In, in, in other words, there are things out there, obviously, that can be bought. There are things out there that can be bought. But we weren't bought, bought that way. We weren't paid for that way. Okay? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that silver and gold? Aren't you glad that dollars and cents are not what it takes to be saved? Because what if you didn't have enough? What if you couldn't borrow enough? What would people do to have enough? And, and, and so, you know, what did Job say? I know that my Redeemer lives. And our Redeemer, our Redeemer is the Lord Jesus Christ. From your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. I, I, I found this quote, uh, not my quote. And, and can't, even, can't even give you a name to the quote, but I thought it was a pretty good quote to go along with that. Tradition has no value in our salvation. Tradition has no value in our salva- salvation. And, and as you study, as you study, even though, even though this, was, this was on a positive note, you, you know, from the aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, in, in other words, may your religion... May your religion not be something that was simply handed down to you from your, from your parents, from your gar- grandparents. May it, may it not be, I am because of my mom. I am because of my dad. I am because of my grandmother. You, you know, you are because of Jesus Christ. You are because of Jesus Christ. Don't get that wrong. Don't think that just because your parents were or your grandparents were that you are. How many, people, how many people have told you, because a lot have told me, especially when I get on an airplane. A lot of people on an airplane like to tell me, well, I've been, a, I've been a Christian my whole life. And I said, well, can you define that? Since the day I was born. I said, can you, can you explain? Well, I have been a Christian my entire life because my mom and dad took me to church from the first day, from the first day that they could take me to church. And they've been take, they took me to church until I was old enough to come to church on my own. But the question that you must ask is, was there a time when you realized your sin, when you realized that you are a sinner in need of a Savior? Was there a time that you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life? Because, see, it can't be handed down in the way that Peter's talking about right here. He calls it aimless. But this and only this, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, Jesus is the perfect Lamb of God. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the only one that could sacrifice in the way that he did for you and I. Fully man, fully God. The only one that was capable of paying the ransom in full. Not a single one of us could, pay, could have paid that ransom for everybody else. Only Jesus could pay that ransom for all of us. And you know what? This whole thing... This whole thing is about our our holy conduct, our holy living. 
how are we living before a righteous God? How, how, are we, how are we living based upon our salvation? Because he said he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Go to Ephesians 1 for just a second. Ephesians 1, let's look at that one for just a moment. Ephesians 1 verse 4 <clears throat> sends us into an um, unusual verse. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, if we, cons- if we, if we consider ourselves one of the chosen... If we consider ourselves one of the chosen, because you remember that those two sides of the Calvinist, Arminianist um, discussion, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Does that, does that fit you? Does that description fit you of who we are in Christ? Because, because you know what? God knew before the creation of the world that he was going to have to send Jesus as our Savior. Before the foundation of the world, before the creation of the world, before the creation of man. That he was made manifest to us in the last times. And, the, and what they're considering last times here are from the time Jesus left to the time Jesus returns. That's what he's considering last times and what he's talking about right here. And, and that, that Jesus manifested in the flesh. You know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. And it says, who through him, who through him, who, who through him, Jesus, believe in God, who raised him, Jesus, from the dead and gave him, Jesus, glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Folks, as we, as we continue this journey, as we continue to do whatever it takes to fill three trash cans, in an event, as, as, we, as we continue, as we continue to, to, to go forth with whatever's, with whatever's going on, with whatever's going on in your life, as Josh Stone said, every single one of you have worth. Every single one of you are of value. Every single one of you are loved. Every single one of you and me are made in the image of God. He loved us so much that he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. There is foundation to our faith. There is power in our faith. And that hope, and that hope is a hope that apart from from Christ, there is no hope. Apart from Christ, there is no hope. But with, but with Christ, we have a living hope. We have a living hope, and that's the hope we live for. And that's, that's where we rest our hope. 
is in, is in God and the grace and the grace that he bestows, that he bestows in this. So, so as, you, as you wonder, be holy, be holy for I am holy. Be holy as I am holy. That, that might be hard to get your mind around. That might be hard to know what it is, what it is that you are to do. But it's obviously possible, it's obviously possible because the Lord chose to put it in His Word and to tell us and to tell us how we are to live before this world. How we are to live, act, and speak before this world. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how your word speaks. Lord, um, Lord I, just, I, just pray that, I, I just pray that we would desire to know you in a greater way, that we d- would desire to obediently follow you, that, Lord, we would, um, Lord, that we would do, that we would do and we would say and we would be all that you have called us to be. Lord, we miss so many opportunities and forgive us for those. But Lord, but Lord, that you would continue to use us, that you would, Lord, you, you love us in spite of us. Lord, you, you, you forgave us in spite of our sin. Now you do expect us to change and to turn and to, Lord, um, but Lord, that we, that we could live, that we could live knowing who our faith is in, who our hope is in, and Lord, that we would be willing to share that with a lost and dying world. So Lord, take this time of invitation, whatever this time of invitation is supposed to be about, whatever is on a person's heart, maybe it's a person here that needs to needs to know you as Lord and Savior and just needs a little help with that. Lord, maybe it's maybe it's a person, maybe it's a person that for whatever reason is is drowning, is drowning in their circumstances, drowning in their trials. Lord, you've you've called us to to take on to take on your burden, to take on your yoke. Where the yoke is easy and the burden is light. Lord, maybe it's somebody that that says, I want to be a part of what is happening at Mission Community Church. Lord, whatever this invitation is supposed to be about, Lord, that you would take it, that you would deal with, with people as only you can. Lord, that barriers would be taken down. Lord, that that Satan would be bound as as the, the as the as the other voice that says, no, you really don't want to do this. You really don't want to go up in front of these people. You really don't want to do any of those things. Which, Lord, there's really, there's really no requirement of that whatsoever. But Lord, but, Lord, that you would work in this place among, among this people. And, Lord, we'll give you the praise, the honor, the glory for all that you're going to do. All this, your most precious and only name. Amen. Let's stand together. Stand together.